0: Oftentimes, life begins with screaming, and crying, and fear. But more often, when you pass and move on, it ends with a whisper, a slow shudder, unless you
1: were murdered. In which case, you might go out of this world in the same way you came in it. Screaming, crying, with a shudder, and then nothing. Hello,
0: my name is Jason Hardin. And I'm Carl Hardin. And we are the Crime, Crime Bros. Bros. Uh, Carl, I was hoping to record this podcast, but it looks like I'm running out of time. Did you see what time it was? Yeah, what What? What time is it, Jason? Actually, never mind. It's, it's crime, time. crime time! I'm sure you've heard a true crime podcast before, but nothing like this. The Crime Bros contains explicit material that is not meant for anyone under the age of 14. But in reality, we don't recommend this podcast for anybody under 21. Because after listening to this, you're going to need a shot of fucking whiskey. The year is 1997, and we're in North Dakota. We're in a small, quiet county called Nelson County. In the town of McVille. It's December 29th. The roads are very icy out. There's snow on the ground. Christmas just passed, and all the children are eager to get outside to play with their new equipment, all their snow gear. And one of those little girls, thirteen years old, was named Christina Crawlinford. Christina, cr- Christina Crawlinford. That's right, Christina Crawlinford. She lived on the nicest house on the block. Her family was fairly wealthy for a, a smaller, more uh, isolated town. Yeah. What, 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 what kind of block are we talking here? I would say, well, the houses in um, Nelson County are, are very spread apart. So we're not talking cul-de-sacs or houses. Everything's about half a mile to even a mile apart for their housing. So anyways, Christina was out and about in the snow. And during this time, it wasn't snowing too much. Um, She was aware of that. But when she was out, it did start snowing heavily. And it took about two hours before the parents noticed that Christina was gone. Her father's name was Tom Crawlinford and her mother's name was Nancy Crawlinford. She had two brothers and two adorable dogs. There, these pictures are actually the ones that I'm referencing right now are on the Nelson County um, government page. So you can look those up. Do, do we know
1: do we know what kind of dogs?
0: They look like um, like hounds of some sort. I'm not too sure. I just saw the pictures. There's pictures of the family. The last picture that they kind of sent around was a photograph of her with the new sled. Cause that was the last photo she was, um, that was taken of her. So she had this sled in her hand and that's how I know it was a neon green, one of those Frisbee ones. I recognized that immediately cause I had a similar one, it was a yellow one. And I remember specifically trying to control and run down, it was a lot of fun. So I understand, I personally connect with this 13 year old girl. Anyway, so she was out in the snow it became to, you know, kind of kind of snow very heavily outside. And the parents, several hours before they noticed she went missing, and they immediately grabbed the search team. They grabbed the dogs, they went outside, and they tried to find her. Two days passed. There was no sign of Christina. Damn. Fuck. Yeah. Jesus so there there's good news and good news and bad news on this one they did find christina unfortunately she was deceased damn i can't even imagine can you imagine her parents i cannot even fathom to lose your child to lose a child 13 years old
1: she couldn't even listen to this podcast if she listened to our warning before that we, that we put on the beginning of the podcast, she wouldn't even be able to
0: listen to this, to this podcast. She is unable, Carl, because she is now deceased. I'm sure she's in a better place, though. We can take solace in the fact that she could possibly be in a much better place. So the thing about Christina's body, it seems a pretty normal situation, Correct? Unfortunate, yes. But just a normal missing person report, a child wandered off, froze to death. But that was not the case here. When they found Christina's body, she was mutilated. Oh, my God. Her face was, you couldn't even tell she even had a face. It was a pile of, I would say, raw meat. I know it is gross to say. Oh, my God. Oh, that's horrible. Oh. And the thing about the frozen snow, the thing about the snow, when, you, when there's a body that is found inside the snow when it's freezing, there, there's no room for bugs. It's too cold for them to survive. So this body is almost frozen to perfection of the time that she was found dead. It's like a Rembrandt. Exactly. It's yeah. it's so it's beautiful in a way. If you really think about it, that's the that's the reason we're all here listening to this, right? Death is unfortunate, but it is so beautiful.
1: Uh, yeah, I I agree. That's very you know, true. Christina wanted to live. Christina wanted nothing more than to play on her sled, and instead, she got mutilated. It's disgusting. I can't. What kind of sicko would do this? What kind of monster?
0: We'll get to that, Carl. Don't, don't worry yet. Okay. So the way that we set up this podcast, for, you, for those that don't know, um, we will be doing each episode. I research the case. I get all the details down. I tell it in a way um, that makes sense to the listener. So Carl does not know any of the facts from this case. So it's like I'm telling him the story, and in return, the next episode down the line, he will be researching the case, explaining it to me, and it's just a good dynamic that way. I think. Um, God save my soul when I have to re- research. Yeah, good one luck, these Carl, cases. for this first Jesus. one. For this first one, I I chose quite a banger. So the next step for the family, of course, is to find out what happened. Did she get lost? Was she? was she scared did it get dark out did she have a f- hard time finding her way home these are things that we may never know but the condition that her body was found in was appalling to say the least we're talking i hate to get graphic i i was able to find images of of her body during this and i'll tell you what it really shook me to my core i'm i'm a big fan of the true crime and I've seen plenty of crime scene photos but laying in the snow like that she must have
1: looked like a snow white but like a snow white without a face
0: that's that's exactly right Carl um and they do it's weird I thought the same thing she looked very graceful very pale skin and even rosy cheeks but instead of the rosy cheeks that are from the blood rushing to the cheeks it was more like a it was blood itself. She she had... Oh, my God. The rosy cheeks were just like Snow White. Beautiful, but of blood. Oh, my God.
1: But raw meat, you said. Oh, Horrible.
0: That's right. It's a disgrace. It's a really... It's a tough thing to... To learn about. Even look up. This one has been... It's taken a toll on me more than I can even say. And with Christina, I personally connect with her. She was was very smart for her age. I would say now, um, even as a 13 year old, she was beautiful. She's won several pageants in her county alone. And when I saw photos of her, I was absolutely stunned. Um, If she was still here today, I guarantee she would be the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. So it really is a shame on this one to lose such a beautiful creature, a Snow White-esque child like this. Um, So the further the parents started to investigate, the the Nelson County Police tried their best, but they considered this a case of a girl getting lost in the woods during the snow and some kind of wild animal found her and kind of devoured her flesh.
1: How many How many police are there in, in all of, I mean, in Nelson County? Can't that's that many, that's right? the
0: thing. It is such a small community, very spread apart. They only had six officers on their staff, and that's counting the secretary at the front desk. So one of them doesn't even leave a location. We're talking five officers, and I'll have to say this right now. They were fairly incompetent. Um, There's a thing you'll notice here when we talk about the police officers, um, usually with disdain. It's very hard with these cases, these cold cases, even the ones where they find the murder. um, It's hard to respect these police officers, unlike our armed forces. That's a different story there. Um, Police officers, you know, they're trying their best, but they're really not cut out to serve and protect this country.
1: Yeah, I agree with that.
0: But if you're a police officer listening now, just know we respect you. We respect your service no matter who you are.
1: Thank you for your service.
0: Detective Harpington. Detective Joseph Harpington was now on the case and he was just as skeptical as the police officers. He said the same things but they were they were paying him a a pretty good amount of money to get to the bottom of this um this death of Christina. The now, parents had no resolution
1: i I have a question though so they they said they said it's a wild animal, okay I mean I can believe that right you got you know what kind of wild animals live in nelson county i mean you got bears up there. wolves. it's funny you ask
0: that because that is something
1: like what did the police say? That's what I wanna that's know. why
0: we make a good team because that is something that I did not look up and I will do that now. You, we want to give the listeners as much information as possible uh, to truly understand this experience that everybody had to go through
1: because it sounds like kind of a cop out by the police in the beginning to just immediately say oh a wild animal without i saying. agree
0: i agree and my first gut reaction was was it the police officers that yeah that did this they need to get you their know, story they, straight they do but um as far as the background checks i could find on the officers that were on duty at the time that were currently employed They were all right after Christmas time. There's not much need. There was only one officer out. And uh, everything checked out from what I can see.
1: No domestic violence or anything like that? No, no. They all checked out pretty Mm -hmm. well.
0: I have a pretty good experience of researching um, true crime, murders especially. So I think, you know, it checks out for me. I'm not saying I'm a detective, but... Everything looked okay on our side. As far as the animals that would be in Nelson County, most likely wolves. Um, but in this situation, that was never the case. There was never any, any wolves about that we know of. And the, yeah. the, the, the lacerations to her face, the amount of damage and destruction done, there's no way it could have been an animal. This was a bludgeoning. Um, the crime scene photos that I mentioned earlier, they're very tough to look at. Um,
1: well, you'd expect more of it to be, you know, you'd expect her to be more eaten, right? If it was exactly. Wolves. Yes,
0: exactly. You'd be able to see limbs missing. Yeah.
1: Um, A bite taken out of her thigh,
0: right? I yeah. Um, but her, her arms were, were, and that's the thing. Since she was 13, she kind of ventured off not fully in winter gear Um, so during whatever happened her clothing was ripped and it's very graphic to see a 13 year old in this state
1: i mean i i can i can imagine you know i mean yeah they you know
0: so so but what, you know what, Carl? So you can fully understand the gravity of what I've had to go through mentally to even look through this case and kind of talk about this girl. I'm going to show me you the pictures. I'm going to show you the Show me the, of the
1: pictures. Cat. Come on, I'm um, ready for it. I, I was hoping
0: ready. to not show you, but the way that your, your curiosity is getting the best of you. As they say, uh, curiosity killed the cat. In this case, curiosity killed a little girl. 13 year old Christina, curiosity killed. So. I hope you're ready, Carl, for this image.
1: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I just got... Oh, I just got chills.
0: Oh. Yeah. Oh, good Lord. It made me physically Ill.
1: Who could... Oh, my God.
0: Oh. Yeah. And do you notice the ligaments here? There's no way this was an oh animal. Oh, my
1: God. She's position... Oh, look...
0: She's positioned Her legs are even spread. It really hint towards something, which we'll get to in just a moment. Oh my god, a wolf.
1: No, come on. That's that's that is just oh oh.
0: Yeah. It's silly for the police officers to say some you know. So Detective Joseph Um first was skeptical. He's he's on the case, he's looking, and the thing about Detective Joseph, this is a weird one, because normally in a case like this, when you hire a detective, it comes up cold. They're really just kind of kind of squeezing you out of money, uh, from what I've seen. Um, but in this case, it was a special situation. Detective Joseph was an ex-medical examiner. Wow. These photos are, are out there. I was able to get them. They were possibly locked up under the time that this happened in 1997. But... Detectives usually have connections. So Detective Joseph, he was an ex-medical examiner. When he saw these photos, he knew immediately. He knew immediately that this was not ordinary. This was something extraordinary. (laughs) This was not ordinary. This was something else. This was murder.
1: It's crime time.
0: It is crime time. It's crime time. It is crime time. We're really getting into is, the meat of it now. So I you, set up this so, story. So he had, but did he
1: have a, he, he had, I mean, he had a medical degree. I mean, what do you have to be to be a medical examiner? I mean, you have to have some sort of, you have to he, be a medical did, doctor, right? He
0: did. Well, not quite. So medical okay. examiner, they do need to get their associate's okay. degree. Um. So he did have that but because of the toll it took on him mentally he decided to it was a pretty quick game He was almost out of fresh out of school before he kind of became a detective So these things were very fresh in his mind from the the history I read about detective Joseph Uh, Can I can we actually take a quick uh pause? Let's take a quick pause when we come back. I'll do a recap on where we were where we were at Um. so Please, this is a word from our sponsors. Um, hang back, sit tight, and then we'll be right back with the case of Christina Crawlinford. The tragic death of a beautiful 13 year old girl, Christina Crawlinford. Hey, Crime Timers. Uh, it's me here. I just want to talk to you guys about Medicine Juice. Medicine Juice is the best juice of all time. All you have to do is just go to medicinejuice.com or medicinejuice.org. Either of those domains will work just fine, and it's really changed my life. I feel more vigilant. Um, I'm able to read longer articles about murders, Um, so it's really helping me out a lot with my mental state, Um, and that's medicinejuice.org or medicinejuice.com. Thank you guys for tuning in. And make sure you just drink your medicine juice. And we're back. Uh, Thank you guys for holding out listening to the advertisement. Um, Unfortunately, it's something we have to do just to get by here. This is our only uh, responsibility. This is our only job. Only source of income. We are really giving ourselves to these cases. And it does take an emotional toll on us. Um, so the way to kind of counteract that is to have these advertisements. Um, so where we left off last, we were in North Dakota. It was December 29th, snowy outside, and we find Christina Crawford, deceased, mutilated. A 13-year-old beautiful girl, completely mutilated. Uh, it's a very sad story. We have a Detective Joseph working on the case, um, so far, he discovers that it is not an animal. <laughs> God fucking... All right. And I, not- cannot, I cannot mention enough how brutal this, this murder is. Um, Christina Crawford, in the photographs that we saw, Carl and I, uh, we saw photographs of of a deceased, beautiful body. The face was almost not even there. All you can see was one eye just staring back at you. Um, Because of how cold it was outside, the body was almost preserved at a perfect state. Her legs were spread open to suggest some kind of sexual intent. Um, These are the things that Detective Joseph was able to find afterwards. We're gonna keep it kind of moving on. Um, and getting past the gory details of the death and kind of moving on to the further mystery of of how this murder occurred and who did this, what kind of sick human would destroy a beautiful, precious little girl
1: so who <clears throat> one thing we didn't we didn't talk about is who are the suspects, like you know once. When it first... Who are the first suspects? That's what I want to know. Like, who's the very first person? Like, as soon as the police are like, okay, this was, like, foul play. They're like, all right. Right here. This is where we're looking probably first.
0: So that's where I would like to get to next. I mean, I kind of set up the scene. We, we know who Christina Crawlinford was. She was a beautiful... Gorgeous angel of a thirteen year old yeah an underage girl she yeah she was young too young she she was young, yes, um so we have the scene set, we have this murdered child, the parents hired this detective joseph to try to find who it is, and what I would like to talk about now is what detective Joseph found, but it is a full year later, um so we we're able to see just through small snippets of Detective Joseph's notes that are that are found online on the Nelson County website. And that's wwwnelsoncounty slash public records underscore slash dot gov. I appreciate
1: a web address where I can go and get the info I need. Um, you know a lot of these town and county websites have got all sorts of documents you can go through from these cases.
0: You would be surprised and i would Ooh. I would urge the listeners at home to kind of take a second to look this up because yeah. it 's not Get on Google You'd be surprised the amount of information we can find. We are amateurs at this. We have no um cop experience. thank God, I mean do they have any anyways? am I right but <laughs> Yeah, right? It's it's silly. It's these fun. cops are silly. They did nothing in this case. And you'll see in the future yeah. cases that we kind of research and have on the pipeline, you'll see that these police officers are completely incompetent, unlike our military. Yeah, the only cops I respect are the nine eleven first first responders in New York City. Um, but that's a whole different road. We can maybe do an episode on that. That is the biggest murder of all time. Uh, so this is where, wait, 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 wait. Go ahead. Yeah, if you have any questions. Detective Joseph? Joseph is his first name. He, he, he from prefers what he to prefers, introduce himself. Yes, I uh-huh. know I said his, his last name earlier, but he prefers Detective Joseph. Um, every report that I've seen or anybody talk about him, they refer to him as Detective Joseph. So, He's kind of like from the streets like that. I think so. I cannot confirm if he was an African American man. All right. Wait, 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 wait. But
1: so, like, you said, like, 12 months? Or you mentioned 12 months. It has been a year. It is now 1998. Like, what is going on with, like, Detective Joseph? Like, what? I want to know. Like, okay, cut to the chase. Like, who are the suspects? Like, what sort of info does he have? 12 months, like that's
0: a terrible detective. He's got something on him. I'm kind of cutting to the chase here, I understand. There was a lot of stuff to kind of sift through when I was researching this, um, but I'm going to kind of kind of, look through my notes here and try to get to a quicker solution that's better for the audience, because there is a lot of information on this case that's all readily available. Um, so I was able to find out here that Detective Joseph He, he discovered that Tom Crawlinford, and that's Christina's father, has hmm. actually been in jail. Oh, he's a criminal. He is a criminal. He was convicted of battery and assault. Oof. Get this. It wasn't just any person that he went to jail for. He, it was only about six months. The judge, like I said, a small town. Most likely they knew each other. Um, something was up because he should have been in jail for a lot longer for the the crimes that he did commit. Um, But unfortunately, it was only about a six-month period. And it was while Christina was about six years old. This is the time that he was in jail. So Christina had no idea who her father was. And this is where it gets interesting. So I mentioned earlier that Christina Crawford has – Um, She has two brothers, and they actually happen to be twin brothers. And their names are Asher Crawlinford and Landon Crawlinford. Asher and Landon are twin brothers, like I said. The reason that Tom went to jail is because he abused these two children. Oh, my God. And in the, the court proceedings that I did read it heavily hinted towards sexual abuse. Oh, my God. Yeah. So get this. It, the perfect family, oh the perfect North Dakota family that you would think in 1997, not the case. Um, that's the thing about these types of cases. It could be your neighbor, you know? Your neighbor right here in North Dakota, in Nelson County, just a good, working hard white man, actually turns out to be possibly sexually abusing his twin children. So they were, that's, I mean, And Jesus. he got away scot-free. That that's was... the thing. He got away scot-free. He walked clean because of the judge and the police officers. Because of Tom's terrible actions towards the family in general. Luckily, Christina was a perfect virgin angel and she was untouched by her terrible father, Tom. Um... I was able to kind of discover this, and it seems like it was swept under the rug in this town. So if you're able to go on, just Google Nelson County, Google Tom Crawlinford, I have started a petition to get Nelson County to recognize that Tom Crawlinford is a predator. This is something that is not very known. I want his judge In jail, I want Tom Crawlinford in jail, and this is slightly. I'm gonna go sign it right now. This is yeah. You should. This is something I set this up beforehand for the point of this. Um, it's a really sick happening here, and here's the thing: it gets even weirder. Okay, so Tom was sexually abusing the two brothers, Asher and Landon. Jesus Christ. And because of this they they were younger. So they're about they were about sixteen when Christina passed away, unfortunately, her beautiful soul. Her beautiful snow white angel soul. So unfortunately she passed away. They were sixteen years old. And it got weirder. So when Detective Joseph saw what happened with Tom and he, he read these, these same reports that I read, and the same ones that you can read right now, he read these and he Piece two and two together. He saw these twins when when he first came to the house to meet the family to get it going on. This was this was in his original notes. I'm trying to skip ahead here to make it easy for you guys. Um, so he showed up and he discovered. Uh, let's see here. So when he showed up in his notes right here, I have them right here actually. He even notates. Asher and Landon seem quiet and well-reserved. This was in his notes before he knew anything about the activity with Tom and his two twins. Um, this was just while he was talking to the parents about Christina, and he was just giving notes like a detective does. Jesus. Um, yeah, it, it's, it just it's, seems suspicious. I mean, it does. He, and He didn't put two and two together until later. That's the thing, that's, that's what shows, that's why the year gap was in place. Detective Joseph, he seemed incompetent at first, but he was actually, he, by taking notes like that, he discovered more than he meant to. He was playing the long game, you know? He was, if you, if you didn't pick up on it now, I don't know if you, if you got that, Carl, but the two main spe- suspects now are the two twin brothers. Now 17 years old, we're talking Asher and Landon are possible suspects in this case. They might have, through the traumatic experiences of Tom and what he did to them, they now had a a sexual appetite, a sexual learning, a sexual experience for young blood. But it's it's never the first person. It can't be that. Here's the thing. It is... Yeah, take a time to settle in on that big, dramatic drop. I've Wait, what? YouTube. I know. It was the two twin brothers, Asher and Landon Crawlingford.
1: Asher and Landon, like, together
0: they murdered so her? So here's the thing. Right now, Detective Joseph was able to find enough evidence and like I said earlier, he was an ex-medical examiner. He went back on the autopsy reports and found DNA. Ooh. And, and yeah. In, in a part that you would not like to think about. Oh, her no. Her leg, like I said earlier, there was lacerations on her legs. Her legs were spread open, suggesting sexual intercourse. They took turns on her. And I find it absolutely... They tag-teamed her? I find it absolutely disgusting. Oh, A beautiful 13-year-old girl like Christina deserves her first time to be a sensual- (laughs) (laughs) Sensual! A beautiful girl like Christina deserves a sensual experience for her first time and she was robbed of that. Not only was she robbed of her losing her virginity, she was robbed of her life. So, next time you enjoy your intercourse, you think about Christina Crawlinford. When I have sex, I know I think about Christina Crawlinford. These two twins, they're M.O. Asher and Landon. Asher, so Asher and Landon. You got it. Do you have any questions regarding. What was going on here? I know it was a kind of a quick downhill spiral until we found out yeah, the big news. Here's the thing. What is your I shock de- First value? of all, I where did- are you at this point in the situation? The, where are you? The main thing I need to know is identical or fraternal twins? They were identical. Whoa. Christina would have had Whoa. no idea Whoa. which was inside of her. And I'm, not, I'm just speculating at this point, but I would guess that they would probably most likely have the same size penis. I mean, you're not a formal medical examiner, but um, I'm not.
1: I'm just. I'm. You're I'm not an ex medical examiner like uh, like Detective Joseph. That's correct. I am just Big, inferring. Big
0: Joe. I am inferring. Then nobody called him Big Joe. He wasn't. <laughs> no, listen. He was a Fine. good man. Don't laugh. Don't feel nervous. He was a good man. What did he serve in the military or? I like to think he did.
1: Um, he well. Here's the thing. We weren't able to find that out? Let's maybe? Google it right now. Okay. I, yeah, I think we can, we can, we can maybe look.
0: find – this is kind of a weirder case. I haven't seen anything about it in any other true crime podcast that I've listened to. That's why I chose this case. It's kind of a weird outward one, and it, it kind of got swept under the rug, like I said, with everything happening with Tom and the the cahoots with the judge and – the detective, even Joseph, he's he's hard to find some stuff. Let me look we're up fir- detective I mean, Joseph.
1: When it comes down to it, we're the first true crime podcast to break this. We
0: are the really? first Yeah. I don't want to say true crime podcast. It usually has a bad connotation. Oh yeah. I like to real I like to refer podcast. to this as a real life podcast. Yeah. This is this is reality. And it takes time to soak it in. It's a wild ride, but we're here for it. I would rather feel everything, then just become numb, you know? Um, but anyways... Were you looking stuff about Detective Joseph? Oh, actually, here I find Detective Joseph... Harpington. Oh, shit. He used to live in New York City. You know what? Oh, this was after the case. So, he lived... So, in 1998, after the case, he solved that case. And he was so upset by Tom getting away scot-free, even though it was his fault for turning these children into killers, and they're now in jail, by the way. The two twins.: Oh Jesus, fucking Christ. They're in jail. They're riding away. They, well, they don't do the death sentence in North Dakota, but hopefully one day they do. They, so Tom and Nancy are, they're still together. They're living scot-free. Oh my he God. has no remorse from the stuff I've read about detective.: Does she Joseph. know? Oh, she knows.
1: She's wow. living She's living Disgust. under a shell. Yeah. It's
0: a really broken family, and unfortunately, Christina had to leave this planet so early. But from what I've seen about Detective Joseph and his notes, um, I can only find one thing here. He actually passed away in 2001. I can see it. I mean, it says something about uh, Detective Pikachu. <laughs> that is not... <laughs> that's a different... <laughs> Um, So it's a different detective. From what I could find, just Googling real quick, if you Google it yourself, Detective Joseph, he passed away in 2001. At least on the Nelson County, North Dakota website, I was able to find a link that kind of brought me to a personal blog of somebody that knew him. He passed away in 2001. Here's the thing. He lived a hero. He found these murderers. He moved to New York City after this. In 2001, September 11th, Detective Joseph passed away.
1: He lived a hero. He died a hero. Oh, my God.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. And it oh. actually, here's the thing. you That day might have... It might mean something to you. September 11, 2001. He was actually only six miles away from the Twin Towers coming down. He died in his house of a heart attack of an unrelated condition. Well, this That's story, really unfortunate timing. No, I know. This story... We thought it was about Christina the whole time, but really, Detective Joseph was the one to really bust it wide open. This is really about justice. This is about peace. This is about a beautiful 13-year-old girl being robbed of her life and a strong detective, Detective Joseph, putting things right. And that's where we come in because everything was not perfectly—he didn't finish his job quite yet when he died on 9-11-2001. We need to put Tom in jail. That's the problem. We need to put Tom Crawlingford in jail. And we're asking you. I know it's our first episode and you don't know us quite well yet. But we have big plans here. We're going to change the real-life crime game on its head. Welcome to the podcast community. And... This is the story of Christina Crawlinford from North Dakota in 1997 in Nelson County, starring Detective Joseph. Um, it's been a wild ride, but I think our time has come. So tune in next time. I mean, we're going to be doing this every day. This is our life. We live and breathe
1: crime. Please, seriously, please, you guys out there.
0: Please get on our Patreon, PayPal us. That's right, Patreon. Um, it's Patreon backslash It's Crime Time. And thank you so much for listening. Uh, once again, I'm Jason Harden. I'm Carl Harden. And we are The, the Crime, crime Bros. And we'll see you next time. Um, next time. It's Crime Time. It's Crime Time.